Beast Wars, we're back for more. Beast Machines is next, it's true. What else were we gonna do? Break the host with Welcome to the Warren Beast Podcast, the podcast that is not a grumpy gorilla when it gets woken up unexpectedly. I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. And this week we are reviewing Season 1, Episode 8, Revelations Part 2, Descent of Beast Machines. Interesting episode. Uh, Second of a three-parter. I think we've only had like one other three-parter since we've been doing this podcast, haven't we? Yeah, think, like so. most mostly it's Nemesis been... was three parts. Was it? Yeah, uh, I can double oh, not check. Nemesis. Nemesis was two parts. I mean, um, the other one, the the second season finale. Yes. What was that called? I forget what it was called. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> We're so good at this. Um, We're so prepared. And unlike, I was gonna say, unlike uh, Power Rangers uh, three parters, the second episode does have does move the plot forward. So that's yes, good. very true. <laughs> um, something else people will probably notice is we are Kendallless this week. Uh, Kendall is off spending time with his. He man died in the hall. Oh no! <laughs> See, I was gonna try and sugarcoat it. <laughs> and obviously, I am not dead. Yeah, I mean, like no, he we, came we, back, so we have the way yeah, we're we got Kendall. back. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah, uh, Kendall's Kendall Spark was extracted, and we're working on getting it back. Okay, yeah. like, don't fret. It's a, it's a work in progress. Yeah, see, we restored one Spark, but then we lost one, so now it's just you know a round robin kind cycle. of thing. Next, next one, Jordan won't be there, or I won't be there. So. <laughs> uh, by the way, the, it was the agenda was the season two finale. The agenda. Oh, yes, that's okay. what it was. Yeah, it was about Megatron trying to get a new Trapper Keeper. Yes. yeah it's interesting episode which of course we will get into uh but you know with kendall not here i suppose we have to look elsewhere for the you know this day in history thing so i i see that it was november 6th of 1999 so i need to look up this day in history on november 6th for this i didn't Re- wow. I, it didn't re- we could do mind. a different segment instead since Ken isn't here. Wait, wait, wait. The the I just noticed the Transformer Wiki actually has a link for November six. I think I'm wondering if it does that for most of the dates. Ooh. Let me let me take a look at the last episode just in case. We're supposed to do like November six, whatever year. Oh, God. oh there's some. Oh yeah, it doesn't. It does. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's all Transformers yeah, related stuff though. Which is kind of interesting, honestly. Yeah. But um. I was saying we could do like a different bit since like Ken's not here. It's his bit, right? <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, sorry. How about how about the bit of how were your holidays? <laughs> yes, we could all we could certainly talk about that. Um, I'll go last just because I have you know. But yes, how was everybody's holidays? Um, mine were good, kind of low key. Um, my brother came over for a bit. That was mostly fine. It was it was cool. Um, just just kind of a standard Christmas of a. Uh, 
chilling at home with my mom while she makes dinner and I play video games and we hung out and it was cool. And yeah, it's, it's damn good. And it was delicious. So turkey dinner. I, although like, I will say that my appetite's gone down a lot and like I grabbed like my plate and I got through and I got to the turkey portion of it. I took a bite out of the leg I had and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but I ate it later and it was delicious. So, yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, it's been, just been the usual. Not not too not too festive this holiday. I didn't get a lot of presents or anything, which is fine. It's low key. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with low key. Less stress. Nothing though. wrong with it. Less yes, less money to spend and less stress. Yeah. How about you, Jordan? Yeah. Oh well, we spent the morning uh, over at my niece's and watching them open their presents. Aww, <laughs> that's cute. Uh, one of them got a, a uh, notebook computer with a touch screen and. Uh, plus a lot of other like gift stuff, and uh, the youngest got had to do a uh, hunt for Zoom Zooms, like her favorite stuffed animal that can be like stacked on things. <laughs> and one of them like had a note tied to it, and so she was like running around the house trying to find where all the others were hidden with cl- no clues. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then I'm basically I got besides like a little drone like flying thing for in the house and stuff like that. Like, it's just this little plastic thing. Oh, I got drop mix, which is a lot of fun. And I was, Yay. About. yeah, I also want to give a shout out to Jeff who got me those transformers promo cards <laughs> from harmonics. Cause they worked. <laughs> they, I, loud cards are actually like one of the best things about that game oh, because, nice. uh, like, I don't know, like if you've ever seen the, um, any of this, any, like, play play plays of it or anything like that but like wild cards will completely change the tone to fit whatever the wild card is which means that it, at one point which means it will also play a short like sound clip of the song oh cool before before like because it, it depends on where you put the the wild card like you you might only get like the the drums and and keyboards or or not get the vocals but it will still play like a little bit of it before it turns over the song to, you know, to whatever it is, mm-hmm. which also is kind of neat because, um, let's see, I think a, one of the original playthroughs Harmonix did, they used uh, Disturbs Down With A Sickness, which <laughs> does everything you think it should do when you play that card, yeah. and it's wonderful, but also I had uh, one of the playlists that had Super Freak in it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mix down with a sickness and super freak together? So was it like no, down with the yet. super freak? <laughs> I haven't tried multiple wild cards. Get up, get okay, down yeah. with the super freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually that's one of the neat things about freestyle though is if you have all vocal tracks, you can put them all on uh, on the board. It just sounds really weird to have nothing but vocal tracks singing all together I at the same imagine. time. Imagine. <laughs> I mean, the game tries to tries to mix them to like the same beat or or timing, at least. Mm-hmm. So next game is like physical cards, but it makes um, music. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, I was showing a friend this, and he was talking about how much he loves the the wireless cape, like uh, RFIDs, and these are NFC chips and stuff like that. And where like there's like yeah, and you know, like those little things where I don't know if you ever seen them. Like it makes those like weird square patterns in those giant stickers on some of those like uh, anti theft, uh, anti shoplifting stuff. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, I've seen. But those. yeah, that's basically just in between each card. 
and um and it and the the uh slots themselves can tell uh like which when when one of them's on top of another or below another one so it can so it can tell like w- which card should be playing but at the same time it doesn't matter like which orientation is it is on the board so it doesn't matter if it's like upside down or backwards or flipped over so it's so just, it's just where, the positioning in relation to the other cards that matter yeah so the cards uh, like do you have chips in them and stuff like that is that how it's, it works it's not so much as a chip as it's a uh wire with a like i guess a code embedded okay. into it okay uh that i guess i th- it's not that they transmit. I think it's just that uh, the way I think of, I, if I remember, well, wait, that it might have like a small chip that does transmit the code. It and, might be a combination of it might be like sort of a, a chip or like a uh, like a bit of transmission metal, like encoded metal or something. That's so like cool. That. Yeah. And it's got like have very, these... like it interacts with like a very mild, mild current. Yeah, that sort of thing. So. It's so cool to me that they have these like card games that have like a physical effect in the world, like making music, yeah. like and call it about Yu-Gi-Oh bullshit. But like, I was just thinking of, um, so you can't just print off the cards and have them work, which is what's what killed Eye of Judgment, which was the last like card <laughs> yeah. game I would say that involved like technology involved. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Eye of Judgment. Yeah. It uses the PS3 Eye to like yeah. read it. <laughs> It looks at the cards and then makes them appear on the TV and everything, and it's really cool and everything. Yeah. But you could just print the cards off, yeah. you just so kind of ruin the game. But I'm glad Drop Mix got away of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, as I was saying, like my f- friend, like I told told him he should talk to you on on Pursuit of Fashions about it because he was talking about how just some of the idea with the transmitting and stuff like that, like how some of the things have been integrated and how they could be integrated. And he gave an example of something he would like to see would be like, uh, that thing in Cowboy Bebop with the chess pieces. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where he just, where you just put the chess, one chess piece on a board and it just holographically shows the entire board layout and you can play the game via there. So you only need one physical piece in the board. That's cool. I mean, that'd be yeah. really hard to do because you'd need like, yeah, and, and, hard and light. Said, or some things you can move the other pieces, but well, also uh, a controller or something like that. Yeah, and I, I reminded him, like if I remember correctly, in the series Cowboy Bebop, how they actually moved the pieces was by sliding their finger on the board itself. Like they didn't actually oh, touch. Oh, that makes sense. There was that only one. Work. Yeah, there was only one physical piece that I guess transmitted and stored and replayed uh, the games. You know the pieces position in re- relation to everything and and that's what people could play back and forth mm-hmm. but it was mostly the board itself that uh could track some most of the movements interesting yeah and like like i said like he he has this like huge interest in like you know things like that like the chips in amiibos and and skylanders and stuff like that cool we had a nice discussion about it so greg how us about your holiday uh, it was pretty low-key too um have my son and his girlfriend and their dog over their dog is adorable. It's a big fluff ball of a white husky. I, want, I love puppies. Oh, yeah. husky, it's cute. Aww. Um, we had a snowstorm. We wound up getting about twenty centimeters or converted. We had a snowstorm here too. Yeah, it was like really snowy here. Yeah, and then it um it it's been really really cold this week, like frigidly cold. How cold is it over there? I uh, got down to with the wind chill. I think it hit around minus thirty four, minus thirty. Holy crap! Yeah, 
It was only like minus nine over here. <laughs> no, it was it was pretty bad, especially um, Wednesday and Thursday were the very like the really bitterly cold days. It got a little bit warmer today, but it's yeah, it's been really cold. The warmest was when we got the snow, and then it's just been freezing ever since. So, but yeah, um, let's see. Uh, prior to Christmas, I went down and saw my folks, which is nice, and saw my nieces and nephew or my niece and nephews, and some extended family, um, and you know, got some some presents. And, and my wife surprised me with, with one special gift, and I'll, I'll give a hint to all of our listeners here who don't Bye. follow me on Twitter. I <laughs> <laughs> I love your laugh. Like you're you're, you're as giddy as a schoolboy oh, using that thing. It, so, so funny. So everybody. <laughs> so yeah. So obviously, I I got a lightsaber. I got one of the um the Force FX Black series, the uh, the Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker one. Uh, it's my it's my favorite lightsaber. It's the green bladed one. And uh, yeah, so my wife really surprised me with that. She knew I had wanted one of those for a long time, and yeah. So you're gonna use that instead. Katana now, right? Because I mean, that burns through like steel. So. Oh yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna be taking <laughs> that to class next class. To... <laughs> nice. Yeah. And we awesome. every year we do like a class in candlelight, so I might bring it for that just to see how that might work too. <laughs> that Cause... would be cool. And it lights up a room. Like I I took a the picture that I took <laughs> and posted on Twitter uh, is me in the dark room, and it just lit the entire room up. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I was just thinking with like you talking about like having kids around and Jordan having kids around. I think that's like you're gonna have kind of a a low key Christmas. I feel like if you're just like adults, like there's no kids in my family, which mm-hmm. is kind of why I was like chilled out. No, don't really worry about presents. But when you got when you got kids around, that's when you like can feel like a kid at Christmas again. At least yeah. through them, like watch them and like feel happy with the presents and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, that must be nice. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty nice. I mean, uh, had had some good presents, and my son, you know, he got some nice stuff. We got him some got him gift cards and a few articles of clothing. Uh, my wife also got me like a um, a Doctor Who hoodie. So it's it's got like it's printed with like the police box pattern on the hoodie. Oh, okay, got you. So I'm like, wow, well, is that? Like tenth doctor, like <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually, because normally on Fridays are like jeans and wear whatever shirt you want day. So I wore that hoodie today at work and nice. Yeah, so good casual time. Friday. Yes, <laughs> you're recording on Friday, listeners, instead of Monday because Monday was Christmas. So yes, yeah. So yeah, so that's. I think that was a good holiday wrap up section for the podcast there. Uh, Maybe we'll ask Kendall next episode he's on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe depending. It'll be a while after Christmas at that point, so probably not. <laughs> um so do we have any trivia for this episode, Jordan? Uh yeah, we got a bit. Um well shoot, where did I put it? oh there's the tab. I was wondering what happened to it. <laughs> I was looking at like the, the the dates this dates in history. By the way, last episode apparently was uh was on October thirtieth. Mm-hmm. And just one of the things that caught my eye that I thought was neat was uh, was Tabitha St. Germain's birthday. Oh, right on. Which Although Abraham like, Lincoln was elected during this day in history for this episode. So. Hooray. Hooray. Oh, so you, well, not like on the day the episode came out in, which <laughs> yeah. is how Ken no. does the episode, this day and segment. So. Like it's <laughs> from the groove. Uh, so, I want to double check something before I say it. 
Uh, one sec here. And I believe so, October 30th is also, yeah, it's also um birthday of, of like, uh, Molly from the network. So, oh, there you go. So, we got a couple, let's see, a couple of, uh, well, a few continuity errors. Uh, Cheetor mentions that Megatron somehow conquered Cybertron, although it's a mystery. While in Forbidden Fruit, Night Scream outlined very clearly what happened while the Maximals were away. Yeah. Uh, it also mentions we never discover what the tank drones are loading onto the spacecraft or why. Sure seems important, though. Mm. Um, he wants them to move very fast. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, although the Maximals' Tresmos seem to be more uh, be powerful enough to injure and occasionally kill other sentient Cybertronians, and their ultimate forms have been shown to be pretty fast, uh, noting Transmetal Tube Cheater having once been noted as reaching twice the speed of sound, there seems to be no evidence of the Maximals putting up a fight against the Vehicons, nor evidence of them using the vehicles or beast mode to escape. Instead, we have the slightly odd sight of Optimal Awesomeness and Transmetal Tube Cheater running in robot mode away from the tank drones. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than using their much faster and flight-capable alt modes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does mention that there seems to be not so much an error, but an ambiguity in the nature of the green gas and the virus, uh, like the relation between it and the virus are, uh, mentions that those who were devolved, which we'll get into, uh, were, speared, were spared the immediate paralysis effect of the virus, uh, but others were just, you know, fully pull, uh, paralyzed, which they say in the case of uh, Silverbolt might have been different because he does have some transmetal qualities since uh, back in the episode with the Metal Hunter weapon, it mm-hmm. only, uh, like, the, the shockwave it produced only knocked out the non-transmetal characters. That's true. Well, so, um, yeah, well, there's it mentions that maybe with... The fact that he had no upgrades at all while... Yeah, yeah, like, that's what I was going to say. Was he, he, hadn't, he hadn't well, changed throughout the series, so... Yeah. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get de-evolved, but he got paralyzed. Yeah. And then it also mentions that Black Arachna isn't seen escaping the Vehicons, though she's briefly seen aboard the shuttle. It is likely she immediately fled underground after Maxwell's run away, uh, but not before being See, hit would... by... Hmm? Sorry, I was going to say, that would make sense that, like, both Rhinox and... Um, Silverbolt are the ones that like get captured then because they both never upgraded. Yeah. yeah. So like everyone else like devolved, mm-hmm. but they got paralyzed. That's why they got captured. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Then we've got a few continuity notes. Uh, some of them which I'm not going to go full into because it does mention foreshadowing and that kind of gives things away. Spoilers. But it does. But this episode does actually explain. Uh, the ambiguous situation presented to us in the reformatting, filling in the gap between the end of Nemesis Part 2 and the start of Beast Machines, while also explaining what happened to the, some of their crew members. Uh, this is actually a neat point that I didn't realize until like a second watching anyways, Like since we watched this again. Though it's not outright stated, it is obvious that Megatron's breaking free and falling out of the transwarp space landed him in Cybertron's not-so-distant past. Yes. Explain why he had the planet completely conquered by the time the Maximals returned to the present. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was saying that too. Is when he came out of the wormhole, he was yeah. in a different time period than they were because mm-hmm. it is a trans warp tr- thing. But yeah, that, that's also like that was a plot point in like the recent Thor Ragnarok, where like <laughs> Loki and Thor both come out of a you know mild spoilers, both fall out of a, a warp and like. Loki's been on the planet that they both end up on longer than Thor has because he failed other thing first. Even though it was a couple seconds for him, it was weeks for Loki. Yes. 
It's kind of the uh, same deal. We're a yeah. Megatron. Uh, Thrush, uh, Thrust flashes back to prehistoric Earth, the setting of Beast Wars. Uh, in fact, you even get to see Optimus and Cheetor and that all. Uh, and then this one says there's foreshadowing about the history of Cybertron thanks to Optimus's vision. But it also mentions Optimus' insular behavior at the start of the episode highlights his increasing zeal toward the Oracle's mission. Then we get a bunch of gadgets and powers that we get to see, such as Rat Trap's face mask doubles as a television screen. Uh, <laughs> he also carries more like a VR visor, but yeah. Yeah. He also carries around an explosive device in his Beats Mode toolkit. This suggests that his techno-organic body isn't quite as useless as he thought it was, or he's been taking steps to improve his combat capability. Yeah. In both Beast and Robot mode, Rattrap has a ta- tail-mounted interface that allows him to hack into computers. Or, or other robots. Transformers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's noted that Black Arachna uses slightly different web bombs than her usual disabled tr- projectiles, which I actually noticed too. Uh, these ones are green with a crystalline thing in the middle. So they weren't yeah. the hexagon things that she was throwing before. Yeah, it almost looked like a snowflake. And much like Optimus in Mercenary Pursuits, Black Arachnid plays some kind of telepathic ability as she tries to jog Thrust's memory, accompanied by ETS glowing fingers. <laughs> I don't know if that... Well, no, is... they explained that in the thing. She's giving him more power. She's not Yeah, like... I was going to say, I think that more might have been more of a power boost than uh, yeah. telepathy. Yeah, she was because well, her whole thing is that she like overloads your systems with electricity, but if she's like only giving you a little bit, it might just power you up kind of thing. Yeah, they explained that in the show. It's... Yeah, wiki. Get your shit together. <laughs> hey, at least it's uh, Ranger Wiki. <laughs> or any of the two warring uh, Digimon wikis. Yes. Or the DC wiki. Everything <laughs> would be such a subtle reference. Uh, so we got some real world references where while the Maximals ponder which VCon to attempt to f- free first, their images appear on screen along with Cybertronics. Uh, the text saying, We are the willing. Uh, we, the unwilling, are led by the unknowing to do the impossible for the ungrateful, which is a quote from Mother Teresa. Oh. Uh, Ice Cream off calls Jetstorm Rocket Man, referencing the Elton John song. Yes. And, yeah, as, and then he, he burns out his fuse out there alone after he says that. So. <laughs> <laughs> and as the Maximals send tank were flying, Cheetor shouts that it's a hard fly to left field. Yeah, I love that clip. I might have to <laughs> once we get to it. I may have to insert that clip into this. Uh, and then we just have like two notes of, of trivia where Black Arachnia's spark is green as opposed to usual electric blue. Later episodes would confirm that all techno organic transformers have uniquely colored sparks. I figured. And technically, this would be the first appearance of Rhinox since his disappearance in Beast Machines, albeit from Tankar's unlocked memories. In yeah. like the the reflection of a of a tank or yeah, we basically we get basically get a moving uh, reacting t- uh, Rhinox instead of uh, a picture of his head. Yeah, like we had a like a holograph of his floating head at one point. Mm. And that's cool. all from the DX Wiki. Okay, so getting to the episode at hand, I suppose uh, we obviously open as we do with the, the normal multi-part sort of episodes that we, we get a flashback to the previous episode. And of course we get the, the recap that Cheetor essentially took over and Optus, I guess, isn't overly keen on that. We then also see the interaction between Black Arachnia and Thrust and her believing that Thrust is Silverbolt. Um, we also have the, the discovery of the various transformer bo- empty bodies 
and the discovery that the facility that they were at was the one that had extracted pretty m- the majority of the sparks from those bodies, uh, and the bodies were then used in the cr- construction of the vehicons, which is kind of creepy when you think about <laughs> it. But yeah, uh, so... With that flashback done, we open up on the episode and we have this sort of forest scene. We've got, okay, is this like an antelope or a deer? Because it's a forest and I want to say it's a deer. The but. horns seem to make mark it as like an antelope or something. Maybe it's yeah. a gazelle? Yeah, maybe. Just, I, I, uh, I, thought, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a deer, but yeah. I'm not seeing it yet. So I guess I saw the beginning is what it is. Yeah, let me look at yeah. it again. Yeah, it's about a minute in. I used to be one of you. <laughs> Megatron stole their sparks. That's what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, the mm. the horns are like two are like very specifically like okay, curved. Like, yeah, so it, that, that's like a gazelle. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of like or and an it makes I don't know. <laughs> and it makes sense because it's been noted even you know as wildly varying as it was that they were in like some of the. Uh, African subcontinent area and such. Yeah. Uh, for for most of Beast Beast Wars, mm-hmm. supposedly. Yeah. But we so in the it's a very foggy forest too. It's like initially I thought my video quality was like turned down low because <laughs> the resolution wasn't that great. Um, but I guess it's more just a scene because we have sparks sort of floating through the trees and we have Optimus swinging from branches as he's giving chase to these wandering sparks as they sort of move between the trees and he does a little flip in the air and lands and we see these sparks sort of merging into this rather large globe with other sparks and he is then captured by these vines that have come to life yet again optimus primal (laughs) is being in bondage (laughs) i hate to say it but i thought that exact thing too when i saw this (laughs) It's like, not again. There's a few things in here that I'm thinking this is all referencing, but I'm not going to, like, say them because they're kind of spoilers, I guess. (laughs) But, yeah, there's things that I'm thinking here that... To be vague, I I feel like they're hinting at the origins of Cybertron and also possibly hinting at the appearance of another character down the line. But, yeah. In the least spoilery possible way, I'll say that that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the vines themselves, though, start to appear more uh, mechanical, and the scene shifts instead of to a force, it's to like this almost like a refinery or it's Cybertron. Uh, yeah, it turns into Cybertron, and the the sphere that had sparks in it turns into the head of Megatron that appears and starts laughing at Optimus, who. As it approaches, he has this aghast look on his face, and we see this green mist that is sprayed at him. And just as he, like, just as it's approaching, we then zoom in on his face. We see his eyes glowing, and then we see the Maximals sort of, you know, rousing him with the Oracle in the background. As apparently he was in some sort of meditative dream state. Uh, he's a bit cranky. Uh, he did not want to get woken up because apparently it was the Oracle was about to supply him with the answers to what had happened to them. Life, the universe, and oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> Life, the universe, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so he sort of scolds the other Maximals for waking him when he's, you know, trying to find some answers. They react because he had been sort of yelling and they were concerned for him. Uh, so basically he tells him to just go away and Cheater's like, all right, well, you know, tell us when you do need our help then, I guess. He was like screaming in his sleep. You can understand yeah. why he'd be like, "Let's help him!" And he's like, rrr, rrr, "Emo." Rrr. So, <laughs> just just want to point out further with the whole bondage thing. There was a a picture on the TF Wiki where it says, "Geez, you know, you could at least employ a safe word." Uh, I was just drinking some water when you said that. safe word be? <laughs> 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 what are we prime? Uh, That's just and then the first no. <laughs> Maybe rubber ducky? <laughs> <laughs> that joke has layers. <laughs> See, I have some good jokes every once in a while. Very good. <laughs> Oh, it's good. <laughs> uh, but yes, so as the rest of the Maximals are leaving, um, Optos makes a comment of some journeys you have to do on your own. Uh, sort of alluding to, you know, he feels like he has to do, he has to find these answers on his own, I guess. And he starts. That they're like in the room, they got the Oracle that they reformat them in. Yes. Yeah, they're yeah. on that sort of bridge, yeah. I guess. I don't know why they came back here. But. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so we then cut to Rattrap, Cheetor, and Black Arachnia, who, you know, they start talking about how they fi- they're figuring that, okay, well, we know that Sparks were pulled out of Transformers, and more than likely we feel like there were probably Sparks of people we knew that are in some of these Transformers. So what do we do about it? To which Cheetor is like, well, I think it's time that we go on the offensive for a change. And this is where we get, apparently they have access to a, or they have a computer now? Well, they probably are just in someone's house and they're just using their old computer. I do want to point out a few things where, like, um, Rat Trap kind of, like, mentions Black Arachnia uh, talking to Thrust, trying to allude to keeping secrets. And yes. Um, and possibly alluding to her like previous allegiances, mm-hmm. and then um, Cheetor even also mentions that Optimus wouldn't have thought twice about telling Ro- uh, Rhinox about the problems he's having. Yes, because you know him and Rhinox are pretty tight. Yeah, when he mentions that, there's sort of like a little bit of a solemn, you know. He wants he wants there. he wants Optimus to depend on him like he used to depend on Rhinox. Yeah. So with the the decision for also them, I just oh, mentioned sorry. I liked I liked uh uh Black Arachnia's quip of like so who are we offending today? Yes, that was and a I like go on idea. offense. Mm. Yeah, and Cheetor's response is Viacons. And so. I think he has a line where he's like if they change them into that, we can change them back. And that might have been in the preview for the last episode. I don't remember. It feels like a preview line. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I, I'm not sure if there was a preview line that said that, but I, I it would surprise Megatron me. transform them, but we can change them back. That's what he says. Yeah. Or then um, why can't we change them back? Like that. <laughs> yeah. 
So we, from here, we then cut to Cybertron, and we've got the three of them looking around a corner as some of the, the tank or drones are carrying something uh, in an alley. Cheetor starts devising a plan as uh, Black Arachnia is saying, oh, they should try and he wants to try and capture or sort of, you know, get one of the vehicles and see about them trying to change him back. And he wants to use Tankor because A, he's slow, and B, because he's kind of dumb. Yeah. So, well, he says he's slow, and I don't just mean overland either. Yeah. Like, he's not very bright. And then she's like, uh, I want to do Thrust because Thrust is one of us. Like, she doesn't, she leaves out who she thinks it is. But she does mention that she he's one of their old allies. Yeah. <laughs> At least she theorizes. Yes. Uh, and so they sort of squabble a little bit. Cheater sort of puts his foot down saying, no, we're going after Tankor. And he says that Rat Trap is going to be with, with him. And that Night Scream and Black Arachnia, their job is going to be to distract Thrust and Jetstorm. To which Black Arachnia is like, Thrust? Or no, initially she's she's like, oh, what am I doing playing babysitter? And then Cheetor says, no, you guys are going to distract those two. And she's like, oh, Thrust? Okay. Rat Trap, you're with me. Black Arachnia, you go with Night Scream. What am I, a babysitter? You're both in charge of distracting Jetstorm and Thrust. Thrust? I can handle that. I'm on that. I know he's like, we can't go after Thrust, but then like pretty much lets her go after Thrust. Yeah. <laughs> So the two groups separate at this point and we then cut to, we see the Citadel. There's a lot of act, like a lot of lights buzzing around the Citadel. Um, and from here, we then with the two groups separating, I'm just trying to get, uh, I lost my spot. Now I'm trying to I get just back to it. I, I, I just heard it again. I love um, Black Marketing's line read on like, what does that make me a babysitter? Yeah. <laughs> like the way she says it is like, it's very funny. <laughs> so we get, uh, when we cut to the next scene, we, we get a big explosion of like this piece of machinery. And then we see night screaming. He's like, did you think that that got their attention? And we then see black arachnia who transforms and she goes ahead and blows up something else. And then we get some of the, uh, the jet storm or the Viacon drones coming in. Night screams like, well, if we didn't have their attention before we do now, Mm-hmm. And they start getting attacked. Uh, they do a pretty good job of destroying the initial few that show up because Night Scream is sort of leading them around and he crashes them into another piece of machinery, which causes a further explosion. Uh, Lots then, of explosions. Yeah. And then Black Arachnia. This is the point where she... She is goes, the Matrix girl! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's slow-mo backflip. Like, that's her deal. Yeah. And like, she uses slow-mo a lot, is what I'm yeah. saying. And then she tosses her little green snowflake web... Diamondy looking yeah. thing, yeah. And it connects with another drone and causes it to crash and explode. Uh, we then get Thrust, who appears on the scene, and he transforms, and he and Black Arachnia have a bit of an exchange. She's trying to tell him that, you know, last time she wasn't trying to lead him into a trap and that she didn't realize that the Maximals had been following her. And then Night Scream in, 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 instantly attacks him to fuck up her <laughs> yeah, point. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, 
Yeah, that was the funny thing. I'm like, yep, yeah, perfect timing, kid. It's like <laughs> absolutely perfect. Yep, she's gonna totally gain his trust doing that. Uh, cause yeah, he gets knocked over and then he gets attacked by, uh, Jet Storm. And doesn't, I think Jet Storm says here, baddie, 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 or something along those lines, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he makes a, he makes a bat, batting reference. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> so from here, we, we fade, fade cut to, uh, the Tankor drones as they're loading some sort of a ship. And Tankor's getting pretty upset and ordering them to move faster. Faster! Yeah. Faster! So they just, you know, they're... They speed up the animation. Yeah, they, and it's funny <laughs> because the anime, it's not like you see any body parts moving because they're on treads. So it just, it's like a still body just moving faster. Is It's like sort of, they make them just scroll across the screen faster. Mm-hmm. Rather than like actual, it just looks so wonky to me. But <laughs> okay, but sure. um, we then have Cheetor and Rattrap who are s- sort of hiding behind these tubes, I guess, or it almost looks like sewer piping, I guess. Um, yeah. And they talk about how they need to to get Tankor's attention, and this is where we get Rattrap tossing that explosive device, and it lands right in front of him. Then goes off and knocks him back, which you know, rather than doing any damage, just seemed to really piss him off. Yeah, he just says his battle cry: "Tank or pulverize." Yes, and Cheetor and Rattrap both sort of you know get that little agape look and then turn and bolt and are then getting shot at by Tankor, who transforms into his tank mode and gives pursuit. Uh, we then cut back to Thrust and Black Arachnia as Thrust is, you know, he's still pretty hesitant. He, he doesn't trust her at all. He transforms in, into his bike mode and he starts approaching her. And just as he gets close, instead of yelling Thrust, she yells Silverbolt, which causes him to like skid to a stop. And he, you know, he's like, he gets wide eyed for a second there and this is where we... Because he recognizes the name. Yes. And so this is where it blacked out to... It would have cut to a commercial, and then when we come back, uh, he's like, so you you still think I'm one of your, your people? And so they have a bit more of a discussion. He doesn't really buy it, and then she... He transforms back into his robot mode and attacks, and we get makeshift girl Black Arachne again flipping through the air... And when she lands, she sort of does a handstand on his shoulders and zaps him so that he, you know, is pretty much disabled at this point. She catches him and is holding on to him, trying to tell him, you know, you know, you're one of us. Fight it. Fight it. You you can remember. And we, we sort of hear, like, these sounds like he's straining to do something, but we just don't really know what. Um we then cut back to Tankor, and he's got a bunch of his drones with him now as he is attacking. He's giving chase to, to Cheetor and Rattrap. Uh, Rattrap is like, you sure you still want to go through with this plan? And we get a pretty cool line with Cheetor. He's like, as sure as I am transformed. And he transforms. I thought that was a pretty cool transition line for him. It was cool. But could you imagine if he didn't transform there? He's just like, as sure as I'm transformed. He just looks at Rattrap. Rattrap's like... Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yes, so Cheetor, um, 
he looks back at the approaching tanks. He he leaps up, flips in the air, lands on Tankor, who then turns around as Cheetor jumps from him to the other drones who start getting blown up as Tankor is trying to hit Cheetor. So he manages to take out pretty much all of the drones, and Cheetor then makes a joke saying, Oh, I think you need to get your targeting scanners recalibrated. And just as he says that, Tankor then pretty much, you know, runs over all of his drones as he continues to give chase. I, I want to say here that, like, I, I while, like, Cheetor is becoming, like, a darker character and, like, becoming, like, more serious and being a leader, but I like that he still does those quips. Like, he's yeah. still Cheetor, and I like yeah. that. I, I want... Uh, I was reading the TF article about this, and it does point out, especially in the quotes, how Cheetor, while he is leading and stuff like that, is still a kid at heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, even, like, especially in this sequence, I feel that was the case. I actually kind of liked it. It was a nice, small bit of lighter tone compared to what we've been getting in these episodes. Like, I don't think it was too much, which was nice, but it, it was nice to sort of see the old Cheetor almost in a sense, I guess. Yeah. He's having some fun with this. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So so while he's got Tankor distracted, uh, Rat Trap has gone underground and then pops up from a sewer grate and he transforms. And the way he says it is, uh, I don't know. It sounded a bit funny to me because he's like, I am transformed. (laughs) <laughs> and then so he trans- oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so once he transforms there's this big sort of crane that almost resembles a golf club in a sense yeah and he uses his tail to take control of it and he sort of cackles a little bit as Cheetor is you know sort of rope-a-doping tank or and once he gets into the right position Rat Trap activates the crane and it swings down and nails him like a golf ball and launches <laughs> him into the air. And then we get Cheetor with the, I'll definitely add that line in because it's really, really funny because he's like, he's back, back, <laughs> back in the left field. <laughs> Which sounds more like a baseball thing, but I yeah. don't know. Um, you know, but you can't mention the golf stuff. I, and, and like we see here that Rat Trap's starting to get like a more offensive use of his abilities. Like, I, I like this episode. It's a little bit more positive than the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Cheetor and Rat Trap have a small, you know, moment where they high five. Uh, but then there's more drones that appear from Again, around they're, the corner. they're working together. They're high fiving. They're having a good time. They're not like bickering with each other. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we get Rat Trap who Cheetor tells Rat Trap to stick to the plan and he pulls out his swords and he says, these ones are mine. Uh, then we cut to Tankor who he was buried under some rubble and he manages to transform and he, you know, growls and is angry and Rat Trap sort of jumps onto his back and there's a, you know, a few moments where Tankor is like trying to, you know, jump around and get him off of his back. He even slams his back into the into a wall. Uh and Rat Trap was like, I thought this was gonna be the easy part. <laughs> and then, you know, he still manages to hold on and we then see Night Scream in the sky above. 
It's yeah, I guess transition too. Yeah. Cool. Rather than a cut, it's it's just, you know, we see them up in the sky above them and some explosions going on and it sort of zooms in on them. And so we've got Jetstorm who's chasing after him. And this is where we get the little Rocket Man quip from Night Scream as he tra- he's getting chased. He sort of goes into a dive. Yeah. As he's getting shot at and he transforms and sort of flies back and he's like, ah, I got you now, Rocket Man. And then he uses his like denture teeth uh, thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to drain Jetstorm and Jetstorm starts careening in the air downward. Again, he's burning out his fuse. Yes. Out there alone. You know, he's. <laughs> I use the same joke again. It's okay. <laughs> so we then cut to Black Arachnia with Thrust, and she's, you know, sort of talking to him a bit. He's managed to get him settled down again. And. She's talking about how she she believes that he's somebody that they knew, and he's you know still sort of skeptical. Skeptical, he's like, I can't remember. And she's like, Well, let me try and help you. And this is where we get the sort of ET moment with her glowing finger, and she puts it to the side of his head, and we see his eyes glow. And then he starts to say, I I remember. And we cut to sort of inside his mind as he is in this jungle. And it pans down through. It's a very jungle reminiscent of what we saw in Beast Wars. And we see uh, Transmetal 2 Black Arachnia. And he's like, you're there. And then he it cuts back in. And we then see Rhinox and Transmetal 2 Cheetor and Optimal Optimus. And he's like, I see Optimus and Rhinox and Cheetor. And he's like, they don't look too happy. They sure don't. No. I wonder why. Hmm. Huh. Mm. I mean, that's their buddy Silverbolt, right? Yeah. Probably one of those times where Silverbolt, you know, wasn't, you know, paying attention to orders or something. <laughs> yeah, to save Black Rack here. Oh, like. yes, of course. Happens all the time, yeah. so. So, just as he finishes saying that, they are then attacked by Jetstorm, who obviously wasn't knocked out of commission too well. Uh, because Jetstorm is like, oh, you're commiserating with the enemy now, huh? And Black Arachne is pretty upset that, you know, their little, <laughs> their little, uh. She's connect- done with him. She doesn't even say anything. She's just like, yeah. fuck this. And like, sends her lightning <laughs> tendrils yeah. after him. And I'm thinking, like, but that's a ground attack. But then there's these two pipes next to him that he just happens to be in between these two pipes leading in. And she's able to, like, you know, go up the pipes and then shock together, like, if you had two electrodes facing yes. each other. Yeah. Yeah. But he manages to, to dodge out of the way at the very last second. And it's the energy sort of connects in the middle and we see like a little explosion. Um, we then cut back to Rat Trap, who is still hanging on for dear life on Tankor's back. Um, and he finally manages to get Tankor to settle down by essentially jacking into a port in the side of Tankor's neck. Good choice. He's hacking his mind. Yes. MegaMan.exe, check in! <laughs> <laughs> so we we then get Rattrap, who he sort of bobs his head a little bit, and we see his visor come down over his face, and it lights up as he starts seeing memories. And he he's like, oh, this was us on the shuttle. He's like, we're fu- he's like, oh, I'm finally seeing what happened. 
And so we see all of the, the Maximals, but we notice that the ship is starting to shake a bit. And Rat Traps, every time he stops to talk, and M, you would, you would want yeah, to bring this I'm, up. I, I, yeah, okay, so it's a bit of a pet peeve about because every time he wants to commentate on, like, what he's viewing in his memories, mm-hmm. he takes the visor off and he's like, whoa, that, that's, these are my memories, weird, and it's like, shut up, just watch it, like, <laughs> watch it, and you can commentate while it's still happening, like, you don't have to keep stopping the, like, it's, it's a frustrating, because, like, I want to see the flashback, and all, and also, like, it doesn't, it's not necessary, like, he can just talk. Mm-hmm. During the flashback, like I don't know why he has to keep removing himself from the VR every time, and it's annoying, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens a few times, which is yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> it, it was annoying for me too. I thought the same thing. I'm like, why can't you talk and watch at the same time? <laughs> so one of the things that that we discover as he's re- reliving these sort of moments. Uh, Essentially what happened is they started having some turbulence on the ride back because Megatron was like trying to free himself from the bonds that had him stuck on the outside of the shuttle as they were traveling back to Cybertron. He he manages to... to you mean tying him to the top of the ship wasn't a good idea after all? Mm, go figure. So he he manages to, to pull the bonds off and he tries to, to use his hand to, to grab on to like an edge of the shuttle, but he loses his grip and he, we see him fly off and we see like this almost like a, a glowing orb as he goes out of sight and rat traps like, Oh, guess that's the last we'll see of him. <laughs> uh, and you know, Otto's falls over. It seems like there's an abrupt stop to the ship. It cuts back to him as he's, continuing to watch, and then the ship comes out of Transwarp, and they're like, oh, there's Cybertron, we made it. And just as they say that, they start getting shot at. Um, this is the thing that looked a little weird to me, because it looks like the beams are sort of coming from the planet directly, like we don't see a source of where these energy blasts are coming from. Of course you want to like surface to air. Yeah. <laughs> just, it seemed a little weird to me. Surface to space, I guess. Yeah. Like, but you wouldn't be able to see the cannons from that far away. It's it's like it's they could have had like a blockade or something, and then maybe it would have looked better to you. But I, I know to me it was just like yeah. they're getting attacked from the planet's surface. Like yeah. you wouldn't be able to see where it's coming from. Yeah. You know? I guess I would have figured that they would have had like some sort of defense satellites or something like that. I guess, but yeah. they said like a, a naval blockade. Yeah. In the space naval. Yeah. <laughs> so w- one of the things that Rattrap notices is like. So that's what happened. He's like, so we got attacked when we arrived and we got shot down, but why? And we then, you know, there's a bit of a rumble and Rat Trap is like, he looks over and Cheetor's still getting attacked by these tank drones. And Cheetor's like, continue the mission. And we, you know, cut to Rat Trap with a concerned face and we would have had another commercial. When we come back, uh, Cheetor is still getting attacked, but Rat Trap gets the bright idea. Oh, wait. I'm jacked into the leader of these drones and we see his tail sort of twitch a little bit in the port and then all the drones are put to sleep and Jeter and he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, I'm plugged into the leader. So I'll just, I told them all to have a nap. So Cheetor asks him if he's found out who the, who Tankor was. He's like, no, but I've managed to get my memories back or sort of some of them. And Cheetor's like, well, we got to try and figure out who this guy was. And you know, that was the plan all along. 
And Rattrap, you know, gets back to it. He's like, I'll figure it out. So we start seeing more. Wait, um, we got to talk about a line that Rattrap has. Okay. Which one line? second here. I, wanna, I need to hear it again. Mm-hmm. One sec. Oh, is oh my God, I hate calm. this. No, no, no. He goes, your wish is my, your wish is my command dot com. And I'm like, yes. fuck you, Rattrap. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> that was the worst. Don't ever like it's it's the most like early two thousands nineties thing he could ever say, and it's like oh god, go away! <laughs> like this is just as bad as like the gotta catch them all. It's like oh hey, current events reference like yep. dot com's a thing now. Like ah, fuck off. Dot com rush <laughs> of the early two thousands. And that's making any sense. Like your wish is my command dot com. Like why is he saying it in this scenario? Like it's like they're not on the internet. Like yep. he's just. Hacking, I guess. Like, fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so as we're reliving these memories, we're seeing optimal Optimus and Cheetor getting pursued by uh, by more tank drones. Uh, the tank drones transform, and then they launch these canisters ahead of them, and they release this green gas. We then see. Uh, Optimus and Cheetor. They're sort of experiencing like these seizures. And Cheetor announces, it's a de-evolute, we're de-evolving, and then we see him go back into his, like, first season, season Cheetah one. mode. And Optimus turns back into a regular gorilla, which doesn't really make sense, because he's in his second body, which, yeah. Well, they're devolving down to, like, their original state. True. but That's what's happening. Because, yeah. I mean, Cheetor's not his original body, either. Eh, I suppose you're right. Cheetor's, like, two forms away, too, so. Yeah. He's transmetal, too. So yeah, but the, but Cheetor's body didn't was never caught in a giant explosion. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, I thought you were talking about because it was like two forms away, but like because Optimus like it's a spark that matters. Okay, Greg. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> but yeah, so Rattrap uh, realizes that oh, so that's how we wound up having to get these trans trans organic bodies. We then cut back to Black Arachnia and Jetstorm is sort of caught in between or rather Thrust is caught in between Jetstorm and Black Arachnia. Jetstorm's like, oh, so here's your chance. You either prove that you're one of us or you're a traitor. He's like, take her out. And Black Arachnia is, you know, pleading with him not to do it. But Thrust holds up his hand and winds up shooting her and paralyzes her. And he's got this stuff is like shock effect on her neck, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah. And Thrust is like, I was just stringing her along the whole time. And Jetstorm's like, okay, well, that being the case, well, then you can take out her spark. And he hands her a spark, hands him a spark extractor. And you know, we get this slow, dramatic as he's handing it over to Thrust, and Thrust's face is, you know, he's looking a bit conflicted, and then he holds it down in front of her. And she has this, you know, very scared look on her face. We then cut back to Rattrap, who is banging on Tangor's head. He's like, stop giving me my memories and give me yours and tell me who you are. Um, so the next scene that we see, we actually see uh, Transmetal, Rattrap, Silver, and Silverbolt, who are running, and somebody is running behind them. And we see more of these canisters dropped from some jet drones. And it causes Rattrap to de-evolve into his rat form. And that's when Rattrap's like, wait a minute. If these are my memories, how can I be looking at myself? He's like, 
Hmm. So then he goes back in. And so we've got Rattrap. And Rattrap sort of gets blasted away from a tank. And these tanks approach whoever these... This is are. this is like... that. Yeah, this we say he gets blasted away by a tank. He gets, like, flashback Rattrap gets blasted away by a tank. Well, mm. it's like... Because there's two Rattraps here. Yes. And, and I notice that Rattrap's, like, saying... If these aren't my memories, whose are they? And he's still got the mask on. I'm like, why did you do that before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's not talking to Cheetor this time. He's talking to himself. Yeah. He was talking to him. He's talking to himself before. Cheetor was fighting stuff. He was. <laughs> For, God damn it. it. It's all because of the fourth and fifth laws. Anyways, yes. so we zoom in at the tank who's like approaching. This tank vehicle that's approaching this person's memory, who is ever having these memories, and we've seen the reflection of the eyes, a distressed Rhinox. Yep. And he looks so scared. The tank whore is Rhinox. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Like, Rhinox. Oh, it's almost like he almost, you know, doesn't quite remember. I don't know. Just the way that the line read came off, he was like, wait a minute, Rhinox? Who's Rhinox? But I know that's not the intent of <laughs> I it. I feel like he's, like, trying to be, like, surprised that it's Rhinox or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, and, like, what he actually says, he's like, it's really our old pal, Rhinox. <laughs> yeah. So, with that Funny, being said. <laughs> so, we don't have subtitles, okay? Listeners, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so we cut back to Black Arachnia and Thrust is just about to activate the Spark Extractor. As that's about to happen, we then get Night Scream who attacks and shoots Jetstorm with his little sonic, you know, blaster on his back. And then he flies into Thrust and Black Arachnia is still, you know, paralyzed from, from being shot. Uh, Thrust kicks him off and then bats him away. Haha, bat pun, get it? Uh. Uh, and then Night Scream gets a bat of his own. Yep. And manages, he thrusts, goes to shoot him and gets his wheel knocked out from under him. And well, he, he picks up like a pipe and like yeah. smacks him in the back of the wheel. Yeah. And then. And so we get another big explosion. We get some uh, shrapnel. Because his thrust fire that was intended for Night Scream hits like a big generator thing whatever yeah. they are and causes another explosion would and we get some debris that lands on night scream and pins and it to the ground yes they're both pinned so yeah. nobody can help black arachnia as jetstorm approaches with the spark extractor yep and he starts yeah. cackling as we then see black arachnia's stunned face and then her green spark as it uh, hovers over her body, and Night Scream is like, Black Arachnia, no! And then the last scene, as we see the to-be-continued, is Black Arachnia's eyes closing. And then we get a preview for the next episode. But Well, yeah, yeah. if you watch the episode, you could know what the preview is. We're not going to tell you about We're it. We're not going to spoil, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was the episode this week. I liked it. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a nice... Little bit of a change of pace. I I really like the humor in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had some like loud bitching moments, but like those were just two. <laughs> those were two little nitpicks I had. Like it it was a pretty good episode. I liked yeah. it a lot. I'm excited for this three parter to conclude and see what happens. How about you, Jordan? Oh, I I liked it as well. I'm still kind of curious. I mean, um, I th- I think the the foreshadowing is kind of uh you know, ominous, but, yeah. but other than that, uh, you know, it's kind of neat. Like, like I said, like 
I, this was still when I was still kind of watching it rather regularly, and I remember these episodes, and I did kind of like this plot point and how they set it up, and I and how they you know are trying to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I also like how you know Cheetor's trying to actually be proactive while while uh, Primal's trying to you know meditate. So you know, so they're like actually kind of like you know instead of hiding and running and hiding and running and running and hiding, mm-hmm. they're they're out there trying to do something a little bit more this time. Yeah. And I find that Cheetor is being a bit more almost like a field commander, whereas Optimus is being sort of like more of a mentor character. It's almost like um, the dynamic that we had in the X-Men where Professor X was the mentor and Cyclops was sort of like the field general sort of thing. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so that was the episode. Uh, do we have any I know we do, unfortunately we don't have a news post this week, uh, cause hey, yeah. I mean, everybody's due to have some time off because of the holidays, so we hope Casey yeah. had a great holiday. Uh, did we have any questions this week, Jordan? Uh, we did have one, and we also had a couple of comments. Okay. Um, I'll point out the, uh, comments here, uh, where we got a comment from Rat Trap at the real Rat Trap on Twitter, where they mentioned uh, they posted some images of an old toy from back when the bases suffered Energon buildup, and it's basically the Beast Wars uh, Microverse toy, the, the Orca Whale base that they had, like which I guess was a combination of uh, like Micro Machines and, and Transformer toys, yeah, but they were just little mini things. It was almost like a Mighty Max sort of toy. Oh, I miss. Oh Mighty yeah, that was really cool, like the base ones. Yeah, yeah. those are. Man, I really liked Mighty Max. And it was a whale, which was awesome. Yeah. Tony J Tony J was awesome as Virgil. Virgil was like my favorite character. Yeah. Just something about how he always said foul actually Wait. It was always <laughs> me laugh. Wasn't it a killer whale? Yeah, it was an orca. Aren't those like not really whales? <laughs> it's got whale in the name. How could it <laughs> no. I thought it like were more related to dolphins than whales. I could be Yeah, well man. <laughs> Sorry, Craig. It's still close to Will. It's close enough for me, damn it. Okay, as long as close enough for you, buddy. State the facts. And then we also got a comment from Raiden, who at on from Twitter, who's at Frostmagic. I thought it was magic, but apparently there's an R there. Uh, and they mentioned that they feel like the Christmas Combat 2 is more of a War and Beast special than a Teens with Tude. Yes, I will bring, I will, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, for those of us who are listening, uh, this week's episode of Teenagers with Attitude is the second part of three parts, uh, where they are, uh, reviewing the Mortal Kombat Annihilation movie. So for any who haven't listened yet, or don't listen to Teenagers with Attitude, and if not, then why are you listening to this? Uh, the, uh, that episode is hosted by Zach. And has the three of us on it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly it. this episode, yeah. except Zach's also there. Yeah. We should have asked Zach to guess for this. That would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so um, I thought it was a pretty good episode. I make a great boner joke in that episode. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> proud of it. I don't remember it. Oh, it's right here again. I'll be listening. Um, by the way, Jordan, is this is this Raiden from Metal Gear Solid for? For uh, Mega Soul Two and up, or is this Raiden from Mortal Kombat? Because it's important. Although either or, I'm very, very honored that you listen well, to our podcast. <laughs> well, I hate to say it, but I don't think it's either because it's R Y D E N, so it's not R I 
are oh. AI or uh, how does that's what's the Metal Gear spells it is is it with like it's a it's AI D E N it's exact it's the exact same way it's just that Mortal Kombat pronounces it wrong well bunch of Americans <laughs> well sadly it's neither of those mm-hmm. well I still thank you for listening even if you're not a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> And then finally, we got a question on the Facebook from Ryan Butson. Yeah, hi Ryan. They ask, "What makes Cheetor think Rattrap can do something that Optimus had trouble doing just a few episodes before in turning Tankor good?" Um, I think there's actually kind of a couple of things. Maybe like, I mean, for one thing, they're specifically hacking, like basically hacking his mind. Like they are trying purposely instead of just trying to communicate and make him do what's right out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah. So they're trying to bring forth his basically his uh maximal memories assuming that they if he is one of their one of their comrades which they find out um another thing well, is, I mean, is like before they didn't just try to convince them like optimus did some soul shit didn't he yeah, yeah he sort of con- he sort of connected with the spark but megatron also sort of overwrote that because of his control that he has but like electronic was going to bring me to my second point is that uh Megatron like completely cut out those memories and overwrote them. Mm-hmm. This they're specifically looking for his maximal memories, meaning that they c- that if they can find them, they can affect his mind because yes. apparently you know ha- his memories can be affected. Mm-hmm. Plus, there is also the fact too that Rattrap probably also has the capability of like sort of being able to cut off Megatron's control uh, to a limited yeah. extent, I suppose, when he's jacked into Tankor. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's been shown that he has some, I guess, some uh, safety in backhacking, or at least can keep himself from being backhacked by yeah. Megatron. Yeah, yeah. So Very I mean, sure. it seems there's a couple of reasons why. Mm-hmm. Well, also like, might. I mean, like, if they would end up reformatting them, that would probably cut off right, Megatron's like shit entirely, right? Mm-hmm. Also, wait a minute, wasn't there something? Jordan, that you had posited like very early on, I think you had asked us to remind you of this. Um, because shoot, shoot, I mean, shoot. Optimus and Rhinox were friends, but Rat Trap and Rhinox, I mean, oh yeah, that I know, think that, that was connection more, there. Yeah, I think that's what I was hinting at was that basically, but I think that's going to be something more that we might see in the next episode when they're actually trying to physically get. Rhinox to assert himself, not so much as him finding it. Yeah. But yeah, I and I think that's actually kind of an interesting thing because it might because it seems to be also resonating with Thrust, obviously because he seems to know uh, Black Arachnia, so it's obviously causing him troubles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. That was all that we had this week. Yep, that was all we had. Ah, so it's a pretty short week this week. Yep. Uh, so do either of you have anything you would like to plug this week? Um, I'll still plug Game Apartment 1C again, even though I didn't get to go tonight because we had to record this, but that's okay. Uh, I think he's planning on doing like essentially what is the second season of challenges and stuff, uh, you know, as like start of the new year and stuff while finishing things up here this year. Um, also, a, a reminder that, you know, Teco Shokan, I'm, me and my friends are running the LARP there. Uh, we are frantically writing up some plot things that are going to be a lot of fun and kind of fun and 
crazy and I mean we're kind of mashing together uh Total Drama Island and Scooby Doo's Mystery Incorporated season. God. So that's if you're just wondering how we're doing that, just from that like tagline, you know, it probably is something worth looking at. <laughs> uh so if you're gonna be in the area in April or anything, you know, uh give us a look. Uh and then other than that, uh you know, the um Darren Husted started up his uh I've made a huge mistake again. I'm on like another couple of those episodes and he's still do going along with Prince with track by track, which is still pretty interesting. Nice. And I noticed that uh Jesse Cooper started up some of his podcasts again too, and he should be doing more of those soon. Cool. M, how about you? Um, you can catch me on other audio entry podcasts. Uh, Home Harvard Losers, Teenagers of Attitude, and In Pursuit of Passions, which we just recorded uh, another episode of yesterday. So hopefully we'll be able to get that out before January. If not, there'll be an early January release. Mm. Well, they come out monthly. I mean, my episode came out in December, I think. Or, Did it? So it was either December or late. I thought it was November. Might have been I thought it was November. November. Okay. But either way, I mean, it won't. it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah. I'll get on schedule eventually. Mm-hmm. No worries. So, uh, aside from that, uh, I am going to plug for anybody who is attending PAX South. Don't forget that the Let's Play Live panel is going to be going on Friday night at 830. Uh, I am attempting to remember the venue that it is going to be at. Sadly, I am, I'm blanking on which theater it is right now. Hello. But well, yes. we should know this stuff. Yes, I know. <laughs> if we're going to plug it. <laughs> uh, give me one quick sec. I'll find out. Okay, do it. Let's place panel. <laughs> so, so, Jordan. Like uh, something? Yeah? How are you doing while well, well, Greg's finding this? <laughs> oh, pretty pretty good, pretty good. I'm looking up drop mix stuff. I, I got to the level cap uh, in Final Fantasy XIV today with Michael, and that's pretty cool. Oh, oh that's good. I've got it. I really like uh-huh. The level yeah. 70 uh, white mage gear. Yes, um, Greg? Yes. It is at the Cactus Theater. It is Friday, yeah. January 12th from 8.30 Not to 9.30. Not the Cactuar Theater. Not the Cactus. <laughs> the Cactus. Yes. What do you want to bet someone's going to pet, like, pet, uh, paste a picture of a Cactuar on the sign? That would be kind of cool. Maybe someone has. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, if, if you're going to Pack South, like, you owe it to yourself and you're a fan of your audio entropy, you owe it to yourself to go check out that panel. I think... I'm confident that Luke's going to do a great job. Oh, yeah. And everyone else there on the yeah. panel, which I think includes, like, Zach, Crystal, uh, I don't Chelsea's know if you see be there. Yeah, Chelsea, and, Mitchell. Uh, and also Dustin. I'm not sure if Mitch is going to be on the panel or not. I know he's... I thought Simon was the one that was not going to be on the panel. Yeah. But, but Dustin's supposed to be on the panel, too, so... <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna have a bunch of audio entropy people at Smack South. So if you see anybody there, say hi. Uh I think Chelsea mentioned something about having stickers for people during the panel if something happened. I, I think it's on this week's episode of Less Place that came out that you make mention of something about that. I was only on half the episode, I don't remember if yeah. that happened or not. <laughs> I think it was in the, I think it was in the first half when she mentioned something about stickers. So, so Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, if if you're at Pack South, make sure that you attend. We'll We'll be very happy to hear how things go with it. So, yeah. There you go. Oh, there's my dog barking in the background. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Been another week. Another episode down. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have the full crew back. 
as far as I know, everything should be back to a normal keel. Uh, but yeah. So for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. Let's roll, folks. I don't know why I keep associating Ryan with MGS4 and not MGS2, the game he premiered in. I think it's because I associate him with the ninja version of him more than, like, you know, the seeking suit version of him. <laughs> I want to see more of that uh, robot tiger from the Revengeance thing. <laughs> it was a dog. It was a dog. Oh, sorry, it's, a dog. Because it's, it's a ninja dog. That's it's the a, whole it's a ninja dog? Chainsaw for a tail. Tail. Yeah, ninja dog. Because <laughs> ninjas and dogs, they have, like, dogs. It's a thing that ninjas do. But, yeah, but ninjas can have other animals, too, like falcons and... Oh, my I God. I think some... Go home, folks. <laughs> <laughs>